0: I wear the cheese. It does not wear me. Hi, everybody. Welcome to
1: the season four finale of Buffy, where everything's
0: made up. The yeah, everything is made up, and the points do not matter. Um, my name's Caroline. I'm here with my friend, Beth, who has recently gotten nasal yeah, surgery. Yeah, sorry,
1: guys. I <laughs> like I realize my voice, my vocal quality might not exactly be the best or m- most pleasant to listen to. But from now on, I won't hopefully have any more sinus infections for my whole life.
0: Wow. So that's nice. By the... the the flip of a switch yeah. they turned off your sinus infections
1: <laughs> they turned them off and now i'm just um occasionally bleeding yeah from she the bleeds nose. out her nose
0: and she keeps sending me pictures of well, her bloody nose. it wasn't
1: it was it's not so bad today yesterday it was disgusting and i was like who can i show who can i show documentation of this me, and i was like immediately me. i was like caroline it has to be caroline it can be no one
0: else <laughs> i've sent best some pretty gross pictures too yeah I guess. it's fair fair is fair it is fair. So we watched the season four finale today. I guess it's episode 22. Yeah, um, and it's called it's called Restless. Restless. I pay attention. I paid attention. Yay. Um, and it's just like, uh, Beth was texting me earlier. And she was like, I think this episode's going to be kind of short. And at first I was like, what? No way. We always go long. But uh, especially I, on finales. Yeah, yeah, especially on finales, and so, but then I watched it, and I was like, I have no idea, I mean, I understood that it was foreshadowing, and I definitely paid, like, close attention um, here and there, but, (laughs) here and there, just sometimes I paid attention, (laughs) Uh, but, yeah, so it's, this episode, if you haven't seen it recently, is just this really weird, like, David Lynch, I was going to say, it's David Lynch by way of Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, did he write this
1: episode, B? Uh, let me check. I want to say he does, he did, because there's some, some of the language in this is very, like,
0: yeah, I felt, I felt it's like, particular.
1: yeah, let me see, restless, very
0: particular, Buffy the Vampire um, Slayer, but there was like this big, uh, Twin Peaks vibe, or kind of like,
1: and directed by Joss Whedon,
0: all right, um, yeah, it's got, it's got his vibes all over it, Mm-hmm. Um so it's got this weird like twin peaks, or if you've seen uh Mulholland Drive, it reminded me a lot of Moholland Drive. Um, I hated that movie, because, (laughs) uh, but I like this episode. Well, I mean, it's different, obviously, but Mulholland Drive, it's, like, two hours, and it's supposed to tell this story, and at the end of the two hours, I had just given so much, and I had paid so close attention, and I was, like, trying to collect all of these clues to, like, figure out the reveal at the end, and there's no reveal. There's not any reveal at all. It's just a bunch of confusing stuff. (laughs) And that's kind of what we get with this episode of Buffy, but obviously there's more seasons, so it will come into play right as I will assume
1: yeah there's just so much that I just like I can't I mean I guess I'd love to hear if you if you have any theories or ideas I'd love to hear them.
0: Well, I, um, I took notice of, like, certain roles that people were playing, so the fact that Anya was in more people's dreams than just- she was in Buffy's as well, I guess? Yeah. Um, as well as Anders and- which, like, Xander's you would expect, but I wasn't expecting this year in Anya's- I mean, uh, Buffy's. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, like, the fact that she was kind of moving around makes me think that maybe she's gonna become a more integral part, or maybe get more of her own, uh, plot lines, um- in the upcoming episodes, I guess, mm-hmm. and then Tara plays Tara a really was heavy in like almost, I,
1: I think yeah she was in every dream
0: yeah she was um so she's got and and I mean I I uh, realized a couple of episodes ago uh, oh man it was whenever they were trying to find somebody and they were gonna cast this spell to like attract uh, demonic attention yeah you know? and then she put the powder she like put the powder away. She stopped the spell because so, she didn't want Willow to realize that she is demonic, I guess, question mark. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, so I, I already knew that she wasn't, you know, just a witch, but um the fact that she has first of all, she seems the way that she's in this episode, she seems to have like a relationship with the first slayer. And um or <laughs> I'm trying to gauge Beth's facial reactions while uh, <laughs> like while I'm talking about this, but yeah, like she seems she's like the only one that can talk to it. Yeah, she's, you know,
1: yeah, like like this the first Slayer, the only it she won't talk unless it's through Tara.
0: Yeah, um, and then eventually when Buffy provokes her, she like gets mad and speaks for herself. But um, yeah, so Tara had this really interesting role. Um, where she was in all of it. And then I kind of took note of, like, what everybody was, uh, kind of afraid of. Uh-huh. And, you know, oh. Bless me. Um, I'm, like, making guesses as to, like, how that's gonna factor in in the future. So, um, so the way the episode starts is, uh, so Riley is, like, basically being sent away for this episode, which, um, you know, <laughs> pros and cons. Um, although he is in, he's in Willow's Dream. Yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty funny <laughs> in Willow's dream. Yeah, uh, but he gets sent away for a little while, and he's going to go like have this debriefing. He's meeting in Buffy's with the as well. Military?
1: He is. Yeah, yeah, because he's with Adam.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was cool too. Um, yeah,
1: for a second, I thought that was really cool because, like, for a second, I was like, that guy looks so familiar. I was like, who is that guy? And then I was oh, like, I recognized oh, him immediately. It's the
0: human part of Adam. Yeah, I recognized him immediately. Yeah, I mean, like, before I go into it, um, I'll say that this episode was done really well. Yeah. Really well. Like, I, I mean, it didn't make any. Uh, I mean, okay, so there it had a coherent plot as in like, whoa, something's going on. What's that thing that's chasing them? And then by the end you realize what the thing uh is that's chasing them and why she is chasing them. Yeah. Uh so but other than that, you know, it's more or less incoherent. Um, but the way it's done is really, really well and I didn't feel like anything was like just for no reason. Like I didn't feel like it was incoherent just for right, sake. Right, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought it was really well done, and I thought they transitioned between the dreams really well, too, uh, especially, so we had, uh, oh, goodness, okay, I'm gonna sit up more, (laughs) then I won't yawn, um, but, uh, okay, what was it, oh, yeah, so there are commercial breaks in between, xander and giles's dream and giles and buffy's dream Uh but the initial transition between okay and because of those commercial breaks the video fades to black for a second and then you fade back up and you're in somebody else's dream but the first transition between willow and xander's dream there was a moment where i didn't realize that we were in there i thought like i genuinely thought like oh we're back in you know normal world and then it turns out we were like still in the dream mm-hmm. um yeah so i just thought and like the the set and everything the way they move through the spaces because you know like when you're in a dream and it's like i'm in my bedroom and then i walk out the door and suddenly i'm like outside in a field and then like i take three steps and then i'm somewhere else right um so i thought that they played with that really well as far as like having them move mm-hmm. through the different spaces and, and interact with each other as well um, so yeah, so I'll start off just by saying I like it. I liked it a lot. hmm Um, and then, so this episode, it starts out with Riley being sent away for a debriefing to try and figure out how he's gonna get discharged from the military, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, because he has a lot of friends being like, well, Riley's the only reason that I'm alive, so... Whatever. And then, uh... Oh, yeah, and then, um, the rest of the gang after just performing this spell where they, like, offused into Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um, they all sit down to watch Apocalypse Now, and they, they're like, we're too wired, we, we have to watch a movie because we can't sleep. And then as soon as they put the movie in, they all fall asleep. hmm And then we get put into their dreams, Willow... Is painting runes on, so it's Willow's dreams first, and she's like, she's painting runes on Tara's back, and they're just having this uh, really strange conversation where Tara's like, "You don't know everything about me, you mm-hmm. don't know everything about you, you don't really know who you are." Um, then there's like, then Willow leaves and uh, she goes to her drama class, and you know, it's just like the classic <laughs> nightmare of a, like a place being put on, and you don't know any of your lines and stuff yeah. like that.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, I'm looking up cuz I I realized I didn't do. I usually do like a little more research before we start recording, but I didn't do that this time. So, sorry, <laughs> my sinuses. You- I've been reading and um we got it backwards. Tara's only in 3 and Anya's in all 4. Okay. Interesting. That it is interesting. It didn't seem like that to me.
0: Did it so seem Tara's- like that to you? No, it didn't. So Tara's not in Giles' dream, I guess? I
1: don't think she is. It says, um, Tara, yeah, Tara appears in Willow, Xander's, and Buffy's, and Anya is the only character other than the Cheese Man to appear in all four oh, dreams. Yeah.
0: Is the Cheese Man foreshadowing
1: or comic no, relief? I will tell you that right now, no. <laughs>
0: it's just comic relief.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. like the owls are not what they
0: seem. Yeah, like, it's yeah, like no. You know, I I liked it. I was happy there, but I was like, I wonder if he's foreshadowing or just or just weirdness. No,
1: no. Got the part that I got like, yeah. He he was like major Lynchian vibes. Yeah, just like his involvement in.
0: He was like, <laughs> I wear the cheese. The cheese does not wear me. <laughs> that was
1: my favorite part. That's my favorite part. Yeah, I yeah. laughed. I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a weird. Like I was like, where am I? Am I in the yeah. second half of season two of Twin Peaks? Wow, I didn't even watch season two. Season two sucks. That's what I heard. Season two, um, you know what, you know what my, TV teachers, my TV teacher says, all you need to watch of season two of Twin Peaks is the first episode and the last 30 minutes. Of the last episode? Yeah. Oh my god. Which is god. what we did. What we did in class was we watched the pilot. And then we watched, like, the first episode of season two. Or, er, well, we found out who killed Laura Palmer in class. I already knew. Flip's hair. But um, <laughs> uh, we found out who killed Laura Palmer, and then we watched the last 30 minutes of the finale.
0: Wow. Were you satisfied? Uh, it was weird. Yeah. You know? That's the, like, that's uh, the okay. same reaction that someone would have if they watched every single episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're like I think. I think yeah, I think people might because I didn't watch. I want. I stopped watching in season two. There's this really dumb part where somebody gets turned into a, a knob on a dresser. What? Like somebody gets magically turned into a knob on a dresser, and you see Are their you face inside the the, the the knob. And that's when I like. I was like, you know what? I think I'm out. They've kind of lost the plot. Like, I think wow. this has gone a little bit off the rails. And so I stopped watching. And so I knew how it ended, because there's this, like, twist ending at the end of season two. Um, and I knew how it ended, but I didn't really know, like, the details. And so we watched the last 30 minutes of season two, and then it ended. And I was like, that was Weird. But I feel like but, if I had put more energy into it, I would have been like, "This is bullshit!" Like, oh, I would have gotten yeah, a lot Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Anyway, Absolutely. sorry, guys.
1: No, you're good. Twin Peaks. Um, but
0: yeah, that's Season just like is the, good. the vibe that all this has. There's lots of like really pretty shots in this episode. Oh, too. Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. Some I of, thought um, the poem, yeah, the like,
1: poem that Willow was writing on Tara was um, is a Sapphic love poem. It's a oh, poem by Sappho
0: um i like that sappho i mean yeah um but yeah so in willow's dream it's just like like tara says you don't know everything about me and then everybody keeps talking to willow about the real you and everybody being like they're gonna find out about the real you everybody's everybody's thinking it which being
1: like your costume is so great like no one's gonna find out like yeah and that kind of like God. See, this is what I mean. I cannot talk about this stuff. Like, yeah. I can't. I can't have a decent conversation about this episode with you because some because of this stuff just- is just like, it's just foreshadowing. Like, I can't talk about it, so... Okay, well, I'll tell you what I got from it. Okay, 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 okay.
0: So, she's wearing, like, the typical willow clothes that has, like, you know, hearts and stars on it, and, like, is, like, kind of infantile, like, childish, maybe. Uh Um, I love the way she dresses, but, uh, I have also been told that I dress childish sometimes. I love the way you dress. um, You love the way I dress? I do. I always think you have really
1: cute outfits. Um,
0: but uh yeah so everybody keeps talking about her costume and then eventually she runs into but okay so she like gets attacked by the thing which turns out to be the first layer but um she gets attacked by the thing and uh and then Buffy saves her and then Buffy's like take your costume off take it off take it off here and then she rips Willow's clothes off and Willow's wearing like a really she's modest wearing, she's like she's wearing the outfit dress. she wore in
1: the first episode
0: Okay, I thought I had seen it before. Yeah, she's she's um, she's
1: got the long she's got the long like her original like really long like kind hair. of matronly, you know, like dark yeah. dark red hair and she's got the the tights and the the like, you know, Mary what are those? What are those? Mary Janes. Mary Jane.
0: Yeah. Mary Yeah, Jane so she's shoes. wearing like nerdy clothes. And so I think what what I got from it is that um uh, oh, and then immediately after that, she gets attacked by the thing. And then she starts, like, convulsing. Uh yeah. In real life as well as, like, in the dream. In mm, media um, res. But uh, when... What I got from it is just that Willow is maybe more powerful than she's let on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that maybe... Like she's got this act where she doesn't have this potential to like go rogue. Mm-hmm. When I feel like in actuality she does because of her curiosity and all these other things about her. Uh-huh. Um, Beth is uh, nodding non committally. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so that's kinda, that's kinda what I got about it, is just, um, uh, but at the same time, the fact that they're like, we'll take off your costume, and then the quote-unquote real her is, like, this, um, you know, like, nerd, well, I guess, I, would I think, be the most basic way to describe it.
1: Yeah, I think, and this is, this is not a spoiler or a foreshadowing or anything, I think her, um, her fear is that, like, I think her fear is always been that she's not special, and she's not extraordinary. And I think that this dream kind of plays on the fact that, um, without going in too much into, you know, what it might foreshadow, uh, that geek that she was at the beginning of the series... Uh-huh. Like, that geek that, like, nobody talked to, that, like, Cordelia made fun of at the water fountain, and, like, yeah. you know, who had a crush on her best friend, who didn't even, you know, who, like, only ever thought she was just, like, a buddy or whatever, you yeah. know? She, she's worried that, like, that's who she's always been, and, like, I think that's who she actually is, and she's just pretending to be everything else. Like, yeah. she's just pretending to be... In love with Tara, and she's just pretending to be a witch, and she's just pretending to be this like really smart, capable person. And so, if anyone like looked too hard, I think we all have that fear. Like, if anyone looks too hard at you, then they're going to figure out that you're not who you've been, even though maybe you are. Like, it's just it's like imposter syndrome, and it's also that's what I was thinking.
0: And I, and I, I think that's a really, really common feeling where it's like, I'm doing these things and everybody thinks that I'm cool for doing them, but in actuality, I'm literally the lamest. Like, I'm Just barely, the fucking lamest. yeah, like, yeah. if,
1: if anyone, and I see it all the time with my friends, like, yeah, um, like, I mean, and it's, it's kind of also a symptom of, like, what we, what we show each other, like, I mean, like, the public i guess or our friends who aren't close enough to like like what we show everyone else is definitely not what's actually going on in our you know internal of course course. monologues and our our narratives that we see um so if someone because i i've been getting some messages that are like oh my gosh beth like oh you're doing some cool stuff like i'm so jealous and i'm like are you
0: are you yeah, sure? Like you don't even know. Yeah. Like, are yeah. you sure you would rather be me?
1: <laughs> because yeah. and
0: I mean, it's just like the grass is always greener, right? right? Yeah. It's um, so it's like I think
1: that is kind of where like that is coming from. Like where where you know she's like she takes off the costume and she's this fifteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old, yeah, nerdy, Dweeb. like yeah, yeah, like just complete, like, you know, unremarkable person in her own eyes, you know?
0: Yeah, and then, (sighs) at the same time, I I still do think that, like, uh, I do think that she has, like, untapped power, and I'm sure that she's only gonna get better at it, um, and that, like, that whole argument about, like, uh, you know, who are you really? My, my reasoning is just that, like, um, you are what you do, right, so it's like if you if you are a really good witch, then you're a really good witch, if you can conjure spells, then you're a witch, great. Um, you know, and it's like uh it's like if you if you write stuff no matter how bad it is, if you want to call yourself a writer, then like that's fine. And it's just I don't know, it, it really frustrates me like how frequently that like I experience that type of imposter syndrome and like how everybody I know experiences that mm-hmm. imposter syndrome where just everybody fucking feels like they're faking. And nobody is because right. everybody's just doing the shit that they feel nervous about. You know, like I, I get imposter syndrome about like being a musician or like a like a filmmaker or whatever. Uh But the 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 reality is that I can play music and I can make films, which makes me both a musician and a filmmaker. You know, and it's so that's just the argument. So if you're if you're listening to this and you're struggling with that, you just you are what you do, you know, and that's it. That's point blank. And you and if somebody Uh, If somebody starts doubting that you are who you've been, quote unquote, pretending to be, you just got to hit them with the receipts. And you got to be like, look at me, I can cast spells. Look at me, I can make films. Yeah. Look at me, I can have a podcast. (laughs) I'm a
1: podcaster. Um, I've been, yeah, I've been having to do that ever since I graduated from grad school. I've been having to, like, correct myself and say, like, oh, well, I'm trying to be a journalist. I'm like, no, no, I am. I am a journalist. Just because I'm not, like, working full time right now. Doesn't yeah. mean that's not like intrinsically who I am and who I what I've been working towards. Like that, yeah. it downplays a lot of the work. Like for yep. in my like the way I think of it is like it downplays all the work I've done to get to this point. If I totally say agree. like I've like this is all just been this is all just been trying and I haven't yeah. actually succeeded at anything because i've had work published and i've had like i've won awards on like yeah all this stuff and so i'm like uh no i'm a journal i had to do i have to do that god i hate like when doctors are like what do you do i'm always like i'm going to be and i'm like no no yeah i am a it's a good habit.
0: I've started saying that. I've started. I've had to do the exact same thing. Where it's like, oh, I'm studying to be. Oh, I'm trying to be, or oh, I want to be. Yeah. This, and now I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a film. I'm a video editor. That's why I tell right. people. Um, because I edit videos, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy when you're literally sitting there doing the thing, and then you still go over there and you tell people you'd be like, man, I'm trying really hard to do this thing. It's like you're literally already doing the thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, like there's, you know. It's just levels at this point. It's like... Yeah, uh, it is, yeah. The levels to which you are doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, on to Xander's dream. Uh, Xander, his uh, his dream is, like, pretty... Um,
1: I feel like it's a little straightforward.
0: Obvious? Yeah, yeah, it's more straightforward. It's just uh, like... He has... No, mm-hmm. oh, you go. Okay. Um, okay, so I guess we'll just walk through it. So he, like, he quote-unquote wakes up and he's in the living room. Um, he's, he's not awake, he's still in his dream. And he, like, goes to the bathroom, and then he goes upstairs, and fucking Joyce, of all fucking (laughs) people is waiting for him, and they have, like, this weird, kind of, like, sexually charged, I say kinda, they have this weird, sexually charged conversation, (laughs) um, and then she's like, do you want to come in and, like, rest for a little bit, or whatever, and he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna go to the bathroom first. So he goes into the bathroom, and he, like, takes his dick out, and he's about to pee, (laughs) and then he looks over, and a bunch of the commandos and scientists and all the initiative people are watching him, and he's like, well, I'm gonna find another bathroom. So then he leaves, and he goes into another door, and he's in the basement. Right. and, um, and, uh, the basement is kind of, like, the, the locational representation of Xander's fear of inadequacy. all of, his of insecurities. Inadequacy. Yeah. Right? Because he's worried that, like, for the rest of his life, he's just gonna be fucking killing vampires in Sunnydale's and living in his parents' And, basement. like, yeah, being, like, the Slayer's friend. Yeah, and it's also, it's also, like, a whole nother level to this thing is the fact that, there's a very strong chance that, you know, you can't vanquish evil, and you can never stop the undead, and that this, you know, these vampires have been around for thousands of years, and after Xander inevitably gets killed fighting one of them, they're still gonna be around. And so it's also like he's fighting this kind of Winless fight, but it's also at the same time for every life he saves, that's one more win. Yeah, so it's this—it's this really weird thing where he's winning like battle after battle, but he knows he's never going to win the war. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, wow, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> <Right>. uh, but <laughs> so, that's like uh, that's like this whole show.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's, like, of that's, I, I'm sure that's, they're all thinking it. They just never say it. It's, like, we, yeah. we can win, like, we can constantly win these tiny little battles, but we're never going to defeat evil. But I guess, I, you I know, think, that's what the I Slayer's for. I think maybe for.
0: it, um... I think maybe it affects Xander more heavily, because uh-huh. he, does, he doesn't he does have anything else other than this, other than, right you know, doing what he does for Buffy.
1: Except, like, I, I just get so mad, because he's so smart, like...
0: Yeah, he is,
1: but he's... He, yeah, it's just like, you know... Not it's, traditionally. Yeah, school's just not for him, and, like, that makes him feel like he, like, like, his path is not acceptable and it's just like dude like just like look at yourself you're so good at he's so good at so many things and like he's so smart and he's always the one like like he's almost always the one um like to figure it out yeah he's always the one to like real to like kind of step back from the the smoke and mirrors and be like wait yeah i see what's going on here he's so freaking smart yeah Um and and, gives himself a bad rap.
0: And you see his dad does it though.
1: Yeah, for real. You see his dad for the first time in this episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, we do. Okay, so like he's in the basement, right? And at the top of the stairs, um, he's uh there's like the door is Uh being jiggled. And um, he's just like, I didn't order any vampires, and but you can tell he's like really fucked up about it. He's really scared, yeah. and then he's looking at the top of the door, and he's like, "That's not the way out." And that's kind of this thing that he repeats a couple of times throughout his dream, where he looks up at that door, the the top door at his uh-huh. basement, and says, "That's not the way out." Yeah. Um, so there's that kind of fear, and then he goes to leave again because he doesn't want to be trapped in there with the uh, whatever's at the top of the stairs. Um, And he leaves again, and he goes outside, and he's, like, in this park where Giles and Spike are on the swing set, and uh, Giles is teaching Spike how to be a watcher, um, which I think might be, you know, a representation of just Xander's ever-continuous fear of uh, not being picked, right, and not being special, and not being able to amount to anything and i think it's like uh you know he maybe he wanted to be because he's he even says to doesn't he say to spike in this episode he's like yeah i tried that bit for a little bit yeah or or whatever so it's like like
1: right after right after um he he's like he's like rupert's gonna he's like rupert's gonna teach me to be a watcher says i've got the stuff and then not giles i'm Xander let me look up the script Okay. Um, but yeah, he you're right. something
0: like, I try. he says something like, I tried that once or whatever. And so it's just, um, that thing where it's like, wow, now fucking Spike is gonna do the thing that I couldn't do or whatever. So I think it's just like a little, um, you know, another little nugget of like, wow, somebody else has a path and I don't. Uh, uh-huh. then he, uh, oh yeah. And at, oh, and then there's this one other fear where Buffy calls him. Her big brother?
1: Yeah. This is... um, Go ahead, read it. It goes, Spike's like a son to me. And he goes, "Um, well, that's good. I was into that for a while, but I got other stuff going on. Yeah. Like, his whole thing is like, he's like, gotta keep moving, you know, and like, gotta move forward and all that stuff. That's like a... He says that a couple of times in his
0: dream. Yeah. Um, Well, I also think that like, there's this... If you want to get even deeper, you know, Xander has like, family issues. And for... You know Giles to be this paternal figure that he is with Buffy, but then not with Xander. Yeah. Um. I maybe like that's been rougher on him than yeah, he yeah. thought or whatever. I'm sure.
1: Like because because I mean Xander. I'm sure Xander's is pretty annoying all the time because he's a smart yeah. Alec. But yeah. he like you know he does like everyone wants to be a part of something and like even though like, even though Xander is, like, inherently part of the core Scoobies, right. like, he'll never be, he'll never not be a big part of the group. Um, I feel like it, I mean, it's just, it's the same thing that we've, that we've said before, like, ever since, yeah, we ever might since be beating the Zeppo, yeah, ever yeah. since the Zeppo, it's like, even though you're part of the group, you know, he's not magical, and he's not, he's not, like, and so I'm sure he sees how Giles treats, like, you know even willow i think even willow has a better relationship with giles than xander does and so yeah because
0: giles respects her
1: yeah and so it's it's kind of i'm sure it's really hard for him to like feel like you know i don't know i don't know i had somewhere i was going with that but
0: <laughs> um okay so what he's at the park and then there's also like a ice cream truck there oh and yeah then yeah because he's because, also running the ice cream truck right and then um, and then, after the Xander who's talking to Giles and Spike is like, uh, you know, he has his peace with them. Then all of a sudden we're following the Xander that's in the ice cream truck. Yeah. And Anya's in there and she's talking about how she wants to go back to being a vengeance demon, which I guess is... Uh, you know, Xander's kind of, I mean, they would be maybe a little bit nervous-making to be dating a demon. Yeah. because uh, you'd be like, you didn't know if you were getting played or not. Right. Um, Willow and Tara are in the back, dressed really sexy, and they're being like, hi, Xander. Yeah. Um, which was gross, but, uh, <laughs> but also that is what he'd dream about, so I guess at least it's honest. Um... <laughs> So then they're like, you want to come back here with us? Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, yeah. And then they start kissing, but they can't show the kiss because it's Cable. So then they uh, they just cut away and you just get to hear the kissing hear noises. The and then and then you watch Xander watch them kiss. But that's it. Uh, but yes, yeah, so they're like, Xander, you want to come back here with us? And then Xander crawls back there and then he's boom back in the basement. Uh, the door is shaking again. Um, And then so then he runs again from it and he's getting followed through the school by the same thing that was following Willow. And uh, then he runs into Giles and he's like, Giles, what's following me? And Giles is like, you know, what's following you. It's because of what we did. And, um, which is, like, the first kind of major clue that you get, uh, Uh that it's about the spell. Um, or I guess the- that's, like, the first major clue, and then the second major clue is at the end of Xander's dream, when the thing rips Xander's heart out through his chest, and then I remembered that Xander was the the heart heart in the spell, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, 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 so then, uh... Oh, he's in a. Po- this is just kind of funny. So then, in his dream, he's in Apocalypse Now, which is the movie they fell asleep watching, uh-huh. and uh, and then they like recreate this one part of Apocalypse Now. I guess I haven't seen the movie, um, but I Principal have. Snyder's back. <laughs> and, yeah, he's Kurt. Um, okay, if, uh, if that, if well, that means read, anything
1: I've, to any of you, he's Kurt. I've read Heart of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's he's he's the guy inside the Heart of Darkness.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Snyder is just, like, being his typical asshole self, and Xander says to him, you know, I never got to tell you how happy I was that you got eaten by a giant snake. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so I like that one, and then he's running around again, he's just running from all of his problems, and then he's back in the fucking basement, and his dad, his dad kicks the door in and is like, what, you don't want to come upstairs? You don't want to hang out with us? And then he, like, gets all up in Xander's face, and then I guess all of a sudden it's the the monster or yeah. the first layer and then she rips he his heart out. Ripped out and then he's like thriving all over the floor again um then we're in giles's dream and i remember that he's the mind and uh this one is the, a lot
1: shorter than the rest yeah, of yeah xander's it is, is, is the longest dream and giles's is the shortest
0: yeah um so giles is having this dream that buffy is his kid i guess and they're like at this fair Um, and Buffy's, like, being childish, and Giles is being really, really hard on her. Yeah. And, like, that's this kind of relationship, and so, um, I mean, first of all, it's enlightening, and it's nothing that we didn't already know, the fact that Giles sees Buffy as, like, a daughter of his, and, um... It's also, I, this is interesting, there's so much stuff that even I, like,
1: I just didn't even pick up on until I read about it, um, and it's, like, cause, cause he's with Olivia, yeah. Right? Oh, I couldn't and, remember her name. Yeah, he's with Olivia and they're walking and Buffy's like trying to drag him away from that. And so Oh yeah. He's like I mean, it's his sacred birthright or duty or whatever, but yeah. like being the watcher, being being in charge of Buffy's like well-being basically is taking away from his life as an adult. Like yeah. as a grown person who has like things to do and a life
0: to live, he's spending yeah, I mean, it all he doesn't, in a library. He doesn't even or, have a job right now. No, he yeah, he's still just,
1: he's still unemployed.
0: Yeah, and um,
1: I wonder yeah, if he's getting. I wonder. Do you think he's point. getting like because because his because it was like do you think he's getting like benefits or something because his because his his place of employment was destroyed. Um, I don't know, know how knows. that usually
0: goes. Yeah, you know, I don't know if they have a giant snake clause in the insurance... Right. Uh, in the insurance forms. I don't um, know. But, yeah, so he's like... Oh, and then he's kind of getting annoyed by Buffy, too. So he's being harder on her than he normally is, which is also interesting. Like, maybe... He's worried about being too hard on Buffy because he doesn't... He's always been, like, worried about taking away from her life. And he's always being like, I'm sorry that I, you know, overworked you and I didn't give you time to, like, go to the dance or whatever the problems (laughs) were in season one. Um, But, yeah, so he was always apologizing to her, being like, "You, I know you are the Slayer, but you're also a kid and I need to let you be that. So it's interesting that, like, at the same time, he's, like having this fear that you know i you know i am a watcher and but i'm also a person and i need to let myself be that or whatever so it's strange that he's having like the same type of issues um and then he's like getting uh let's see let's see uh oh he sees the monster and he's like i know you yeah and um and then he like runs from it or something spike waves him into his crypt where spike is uh hiring himself out as a sideshow he's like posing for pictures and you know people are taking pictures of him and he's yeah. getting money off of it uh which i guess is just i mean because giles and spike's relationship so far has literally just been like giles pay me and i'll help you right and um and then spike fucks him over <laughs> and uh, as it is and um oh yeah she, olivia is inside the crypt and she's got the stroller but it's like knocked over and she's fucked up and she's crying yeah and um so that's like another thing that like she's getting hurt in the sidelines
1: of all of this. Maybe Giles will never be able to, like, have children.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then he, like, goes to the bronze where willow and xander are sitting there and they're like flipping through giles's books and he sits down and he's look he's looking through books and then there's an open mic and then all of a sudden giles starts singing and then he goes up on the stage and he's singing about the spell that they did and yeah. about buffy being the slayer and it's kind of weird and i didn't particularly like it i mean <laughs> he's got a good voice but i was kind of like what is happening and um <laughs> And then his mic goes out and he follows the cord of the microphone all the way back to where it's plugged in and he finds a watch in this pile of cord. It's like a pocket watch on a chain. Yeah. And he picks it up and he's like, "Of course, how could I have not realized?" And then um and then the thing like drops down uh yes. from over him and is is over him and he's like, "I know who you are, and I can defeat you with my intellect." And then she cuts his brain out. Yeah. And so then he's thriving all over the place. Uh, sorry, then, I'm so
1: sorry, but you keep saying thriving and you mean writhing.
0: How many times have I said that? You've said it like three times. Three times? Yeah. Oh my god, I haven't makes, had any coffee it today. Makes me thr- thriving all over the place? <laughs> You're thriving. I meant <laughs> writhing. <laughs> Thriving all over the place after getting your heart ripped. Okay, so Giles is thriving. He's all over the place. He's really doing well. I think I think, I think that um I him getting his brain cut out is actually a huge a improvement really for him. Big,
1: like a really big step for him in his life.
0: Yeah, I'm proud of him. I think he's doing really well he's under these thriving. conditions. Any way. Anyway. anyway. I'm so embarrassed. Um, I pride my... Uh, listen, I pride myself on my vocabulary, and I'm upset. I'm upset that I've embarrassed myself in such a way. Um, I guess I'll live. So, then we're in Buffy's dream. <laughs> and um, she, uh, she kind of realizes that something's going on immediately, And, um, as Buffy always does. And she's like, I need to find my friends. And then, uh, she's walking through the school. And, um, oh yeah, she's in her bedroom, isn't she? And she's like, Faith and I just made this bed. And then the bed is, like, unmade. Do you remember that dream? Oh! Yeah, now I do.
1: Yeah, when, when Faith, it's when Faith's in a coma. Um, and, uh, she and Buffy, it's like, uh, it's during, um, This year's girl and who are you?
0: Yeah, yeah, she wakes up at the end of it.
1: Um, she, she and, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm about to sneeze. Oh, the worst part about this is that I can't sneeze with my mouth closed. Oh my gosh, oh. Oh, this sucks. Okay, anyway, I'm gonna talk until it comes. Okay, so.
0: (laughs) You would not believe the pain this woman is in. She was just frantically trying to figure out what to do about her sneeze Uh,
1: uh, um god and i don't have any tissues this is hell um so uh faith and buffy are like making the bed and then like faith says little miss muffet counting down from 730 this actually might be in the season three finale um uh she goes little miss muffet counting down from 730 and then uh they they have like three i think there are three of the slayer dreams with the two of them in the room making the bed and one of them buffy stabs her <coughs> oh yeah yeah and she gets like blood all on the sheets yeah um and uh they say like you know um there's a bunch of stuff so she says so this is this is i will give you a clue i don't know if you will be able to catch on okay So, uh, in the season three finale, Faith says, Little Miss Muffet counting
0: down from 730. In this episode, the clock was at 730. Yes, it was.
1: And Tara said... Tara said, that that clock is
0: so wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. we... What does that mean? I don't know. Um, Um, season seven, episode 30. (laughs) Yeah, eight episodes beyond the finale. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. No. I don't know. I don't have any idea. Um, is it? An, it's not an area code, is it? Uh, probably. It's not the. It's not the California area. Though. No, I don't think it is. Um. Anyway, just think about
1: it. Think about it and okay. get back to me. Um, okay. So that I mean, God, just like the level of like some of like I the level of planning in some of these story things, I'm just like cheesy crazy.
0: <laughs>
1: Come um, on, guys.
0: Yeah, and then, and Tara's doing kind of the same thing where it's, like, you don't even know what's gonna happen, you don't even know who you are, and, like, saying all this kind of ominous shit (laughs) to, to Buffy, um, and in the middle of her bedroom, uh, oh, yeah, and then Buffy, like, looks back and the bed is made. Yeah. Uh, which I think is interesting, so maybe it's, like, uh... Um, Never mind. I'm not even going to guess. I don't know. Um <laughs> So then she, like, leaves to go find her friends. She shows up in the high school, which is also a set we haven't seen in a very long time. Uh-huh. Um, I was intrigued by that. Uh So she goes into the high school, and she's looking around for her friends, and she's running up to people being like, Have you seen my friends? Have you seen my friends? Uh She doesn't find her friends, but she finds Joyce living in the walls. And um, <laughs> this, was a, this was a funny little thing. And I guess, I don't know, that's an interesting way to put it, just the fact that, like, Joyce is living in the walls of Buffy's life. hmm And, um, like, the fact that she's, like, on the outskirts, but she's also being protected from all these other different things. Yeah. And so, um... And it's also, like, the fact that there are walls between Buffy and Joyce, because... I mean, less so now that Joyce, uh, is supportive of the Slayer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's always going to be, like, a rift because Buffy's mom is never going to really understand and she's always going to have that, like... I mean, no... I mean, it's kind of... It's kind of like being a police officer. I mean, like, don't get me started on the police, but, you know, like, when a kid (laughs) tells their parents they want to be a police officer, their parents are always like, no, it's so dangerous, please don't. Yeah. Even though they would be theoretically... Protecting and serving. Um, so even though there would be, like, benefits to it, and it would be, like, for the, you know, quote-unquote greater good, mm-hmm. at the same time, you still don't want your kid to be a police officer or be a slayer just because of the risk. So, it's there's still a disconnect there. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so then she leaves Joyce in there, and, um, and she finds Riley, who is in, like, a business meeting with Adam, and they're talking about... How they're going to like overthrow the world, basically, and I guess what that means is just that right Rye- or Buffy is worried about Riley's relationship to the government yeah. and um, the fact that he does have like deep ties to this organization that wanted Buffy dead. Yeah, um, and it's also like because the thing is, is that the initiative they weren't necessarily like Adam fucked up, but Adam was like, an outlier. Like, Adam wasn't supposed to happen that way. Right. Uh, Because, I mean, the rest of the initiative and the rest of, like, the governmental intent with the monsters and stuff, it wasn't necessarily bad, it was just different than the way that Buffy does it. Buffy just kills them, and they're keeping them and experimenting on them, which is, like, you know, there's pros and cons. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I think she's worried about how, like, riley could kind of defect to the other side pretty easily uh-huh. um and then he's also talking about like a plan for world domination or whatever um and you know buffy just she doesn't want her boyfriend to become a bad guy again that's right. all it is that's a valid concern <laughs> um oh and riley's also calling her killer which is um, yeah he's okay you know a pretty obvious thing yeah uh then she walks into a desert um she runs into Tara and she, Buffy's like let me talk to her and then the beast appears and the beast um, the beast and uh Tara's like she doesn't want to talk to you she'll only talk through me and then she's like no I want to talk to her. And I guess the beast was met ma- okay so the first slayer she was pissed because the slayer is supposed to be alone. Yeah. And I guess that's what this she was all She was coming mad around. that her power was invoked. Like... Right. She was offended that other people were participating in this strength. Yeah. And this, uh, you know, this birthright when it's not their birthright. And that fucking defeats the point of a birthright <laughs> if you're just going to invite other people If you're just going to so share it with every Tom, Dick, and Sally. <laughs> <laughs> then what's the point? Um... <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, that's a, the that's a gist, and, like, and I get that, the fact that she was, like, I had this incredible power, and I made the decision to pass it down, um, in this way, and you're just gonna, what, have Xander in on it, and, um... So that's what the Slayer was mad about this whole time. And uh, that's why she's been, like, taking the literal sacrifices from these people. Yeah. But Buffy's like, hey, you need to get over it. That's not how it is anymore. Like, I have friends. I need a team. And it's just, it's not realistic for me to try to do this by myself. Yeah, yeah. She, like, one of my favorite, I, I really like, it's,
1: like, weird, but I really like the line, I'm gonna be a fireman when the flood rolled back. Like I'm going to be a fireman when the flood rolls back. There's trees in the desert since you moved out and I don't sleep on a bed of bones.
0: Like. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good lot. imagery. Um I haven't put much thought into it so I don't want to like try to make it up on the spot. But I uh, mean, but I do really like that imagery yeah. and like the fact that Buffy, I mean the bed of bones is kind of the easiest one where Buffy Buffy is not she's not proud of her ability to destroy which the slayer the first slayer is she says like i'm alone i exist in the action of death yeah, she i said like, destruction n- yeah she's like no no friends like
1: what did she say it's like when when she was actually talking with her own voice yeah what did she yeah, say? yeah she said like no friends like we like i just kill or we just only the kill
0: that's that yeah. was, was like no friends only the kill only the kill and, um, yeah, so it's just, like, she really prides herself on this ability to destroy evil. Um, and, like, that's a, that's a valid claim, you know, because it's, like, it's bad, like, the evil needs to be destroyed. But, uh, but Buffy doesn't, she, she doesn't think that's what makes her great. And she's not going to, you know, literally tuck herself in at night to the ideas of the fact that Buffy can kill anything if she decided to. mm mm-hmm. And so, um, so I really like that image, and then, um, there have been trees in the desert since you've been gone, and it's just, like, yeah, things have gotten better. Like, don't you want things to get better? Right, don't you want right, to not be it's alone? like, don't you
1: want, like, like, this desolation to be over?
0: Like, wouldn't it yeah. be great if
1: the Slayer didn't even have to be a thing? Like, wouldn't yeah. it be great if this whole lineage just ended because it wasn't needed anymore? Yeah. You know, like, wouldn't that be the ideal
0: Yeah, and, um, yeah, so they just have this conversation about, like, how the the Slayer-ship has, um, has evolved over the years, and about how it basically is Buffy that's really turned the tides, because, you know, Buffy was popular before she became the Slayer, and she had friends before she became the Slayer, and I guess, I mean, just looking at, like, Faith and, uh, wow, I can't even remember her name. What was the other Slayer that had that accent? Kendra, yeah. Um... Yeah, so, like, Faith and Kendra, they were both, like, soldier types and lone wolves, and, um, mm. you know, Kendra, Kendra got dead, which is, uh, not necessarily got her fault. Um, but, you know, Faith, Faith defected, and it's just, yeah, like, is yeah, just different because than all of the that, other, yeah.
1: Because of that aloneness. Yeah. Because she didn't um, have anyone that cared, I mean, she did,
0: but, like, you know, I Well, don't. and Faith defected because because Faith was priding herself on destruction. Yeah. And she was saying, look at all this power we have, why don't we use it? Why don't we really, really use it? Right. And Buffy's like, no, we only use it when we need it. And Faith, you know, got all messed up on the idea. Uh, she got drunk on her own power. Mm-hmm. She got so, high on her own supply. I yeah, remember. as they say. Um, yeah, so Buffy's just like, no, we're not doing this. What are you talking about? Get away from yeah. me. Yeah. And the the first Slayer, like, can't really do anything. And so Buffy wakes up in the living room, and then you're like, oh, she woke up. And then the Beast is on top of her again, and you're like, no, she's still no! dreaming. And then the, um, the first Slayer, she, like, has this knife, and she's stabbing Buffy over and over with it in the dream. And, and Buffy's like, are you quite finished? And she just, like, tosses the lady off of her, and she disappears. And, mm-hmm. um... Can- and, uh... Oh, yeah, and it's also worth noting, I just suddenly remembered, uh, there was, like, part where Buffy, um, she went to go open her weapons bag, and there was, like, wet cement in it, and it was just, like, mud. she started putting it on her face. And she put it on her face, and then in Giles' dream, he sees Buffy with that stuff all over her face, and then he realizes who the first Slayer is. yeah. And so, uh, it's, like, the face paint that did it, or whatever, Uh um, I'm not necessarily sure what that had to do with it, but I figured there was a connection, (laughs) um, I can't wait until
1: we find out more about the, there's, like, you find out more about the First Slayer later. Oh, thank
0: God, Um, thank
1: God. Because. I'm so intrigued. There's some stuff that I really, like, there's some, uh, problematic elements, um. I noticed, yeah. To the, uh, to the concept of the First Slayer. And um, I really, I, I, I want I to, this is this is a, you is know, it, this is a call to action to our listeners. If any of you, I would love to read some academia on the, the like, on the first layer, on the concept of the first layer. If anybody's written discourse? about that. Yeah. If anybody's written about the first layer in the show, I would love to read that. Yeah. And I won't because read it, I, it for the show. I don't feel like, super qualified to, like, pull this stuff out of my butt and be like, I'm the authority. So,
0: if any of you know anything... Yeah. Hit me (laughs) up. Um, yeah, uh, does the... Do the problems have to do with, like, the fact that she's, like, portrayed so savagely and stuff like that? So,
1: there's, like, it's interesting because there's problems within the universe and then there's problems with the actual, um story like do you know what i'm saying like so there's problems within the universe there's problems with there's a problem with how the first slayer came to exist there okay but the show acknowledges that okay like the show itself is like this is a problem yeah so there's problems with that there's also a problem with yes she's like portrayed as this like primeval savage kind of, like, generic
0: um, African person. Yeah, and the way that they've styled her hair and painted her face up and stuff like that is, uh, seems like misrepresentation to me, honestly. And just, it wouldn't be a problem if there was a well-rounded cast, but the problem that she's literally one of the first black people we've seen since Kendra, and this is how she's being portrayed, and, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I don't need to... Everybody yeah. knows.
1: So, so if there's, I would love, before before I, you know, talk, you know, myself into a corner about this kind of stuff, I'd love to read more about it. Um, if any of you know, I'll do some Googling. I'll look some stuff up before we get there. Because I'm pretty sure the next time they talk about the First Slayer is literally season, might be season five, but I'm thinking it might be season it's one of those it's one of those 3 that
0: are remaining. <sighs> <laughs> all right, sounds good. Um um and yeah. then there's uh Oh yeah, and then the episode ends. Okay, so they all wake up, right? And they all debrief about what happened. And then they tell Joyce what happened, and then um Buffy's like at least I didn't have she was like at least y'all didn't dream about the guy with the cheese or something. Yeah, and or they she's all kind like, of look at I each other. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, and then, um, and then there's this, like, over, pl- voiceover, that's the word I'm looking for, um, there's this voiceover of Tara saying, you don't know who you are, you don't know what is to come, like, you don't know what you can be, or something like, yeah, something like Yeah, you think you know think who, who you are, um, Yeah, you think you know what's to come, who you, you are, you, have you haven't even, haven't even begun. begun. Yeah. So, uh, that's ominous, and, um, but, you know, it's exciting, like, it's exciting to know that this isn't... Uh, like, you know we're not just gonna do this monster of the week until the end of time it's yeah. nice to know that things that things are gonna get bigger and yeah and like i said it before
1: and i will say it, season five is my favorite season i am so freaking excited like i'm, I'm excited. so excited for us to get into season five because it's got like some of it's got my favorite episode of all time is in season five. It's like pretty early in season five too. So I'm pretty jazzed, and like just some really good story stuff, and you know a lot of stuff comes to the head, comes to a head. And
0: <sighs> very I'm exciting. excited. I love season five. Um, so I give this episode. Like, a nine, I guess, because uh-huh. I was intrigued. I thought it was well done, uh, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't particularly blown away because it was so much foreshadowing, and it was right. so much... I think, uh, yeah, I think watching it as a
1: first-time viewer is kind of like, well, so what? <laughs> like yeah, I feel no, like- well,
0: I mean, I, I got it, because I, I know it's gonna um, mean something later in the season. If you hadn't told me that it was all foreshadowing, I probably wouldn't have... Uh, paid as much attention as i did though i will be honest mm-hmm. um but yeah and it also makes sense now that like they kind of had the finale of this season before right, this, yeah. which is technically the finale i thought that um, was pretty neat yeah so they like set all this stuff <gasps> up i just thought i thought it was well done oh my gosh really I, well done. you know what we get to do this episode
1: what we get to rank the season oh my god Wait, oh, hold on. do we rank I'm going it, to give, or do we I'm rate gonna give it? I'm going to give Restless a 10, by the way. I'm going to give this episode a 10. Um, wow.
0: Because
1: I think it's pretty freaking cool.
0: Yeah, uh, it is. It really we is. We need
1: to... Okay. No, we just need to rate it.
0: And I then at the very end, we'll rank it. We'll yeah, rank we can it.
1: rank the seasons. Um, okay. <coughs> All right, you guys. I'm thinking really hard. I'm going to give this season... Okay. Cause Adam sucked, right? Like we all hated Adam.
0: Yeah, like, he, he was a bad I was villain.
1: By it, he was a bad we villain, hated,
0: and we hated Riley for most of the season. Yeah, Riley we was really, a weird addition. We got used to him at the end, but that was only after he was very integrated into the group. Right. I'm going to give this
1: season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer a six point seven
0: five. I, I was going to give it a six. Six. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I oftentimes felt my time was being wasted. Yeah, and I felt like I felt like (laughs) my my character's time was being wasted occasionally. Like, as in, like I felt like Buffy's time was being wasted with these trivial plot lines. (laughs) Um, Silly, silly boys. And these hunk of a man's. (laughs) Uh, Remember Parker? Oh my god! I hate that guy. I hate that guy. Also, also, uh,
1: that's that's a series wrap for Seth Green, folks. <laughs> oh no, mo- no, no more Seth Green. Oh, that's sad. Today's the this is the last episode he appears in. Wow. Oh yeah, Also, I series rap wrap episodes. for Armin Shimerman, who plays Snyder. Who plays Snyder. Yeah. Also, series wrap um, for some other character that I can't remember. Harmony was in this one. Oh yeah, she was just she was in the she was in Willow's dream. She was weird. She was was funny. I thought the Um, play
0: the play part made me laugh. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a cowboy guy. I got here on time, so I get to be a cowboy guy. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, Um, yeah. I give the season a six for just the. The general there were some strong parts, there were some weak parts i thought <laughs> I think a lot of good things got started in season four, and I think that um I agree yeah, like i like i make I make stuff, and so I know that a lot of times it's trial and error, and I know that you sometimes you just gotta kind of find your way. And so Uh I think that they did try a lot of different things this episode, and I am grateful for that. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you that the reason that season five is so strong is because season four is kind of weak. And it's because in season four, they're playing around and they're trying to piece things together and they're trying to figure out who, like, who can go where currently in the puzzle of the show. And then who can Uh go where, as in, like, where, where are these people going to go from here, you know? Um, right, so I Where think I think, a, <laughs> Buffy, I think they did a.
1: here, that's a Buffy. Really good from the good musical. Job. You just made a reference that you don't even know yet. Wow! In uh,
0: once more with feeling,
1: yeah,
0: I've he- I've heard tale of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in season six, though. We got a okay. while. Okay, um, but uh, but yeah, so I think I think they did a lot of good job, uh, a lot of good jobs. Everybody, good they job. did a lot of good jobs, and so I give it a at six. least four good jobs. At
1: least four good jobs were done here. And one of them wasn't making add on. Whose idea was that? I have a bone to pick. Yeah, whose idea was like, what if... Also, I want to say man, at least one and a half demon. points that I took off were due to the initiative.
0: Because you hated their logic I so hate, much? I hate the initiative.
1: I hate the story. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. They never explain it. They never explain why, like, what the why it's because like okay so in the freaking in the last episode they're like it was a failed experiment and i'm like yeah, yeah. but but what like that just started yeah like whatever i'm i'm done it doesn't make
0: any sense beth i'm with you i'm, I'm with done you.
1: do you remember whenever
0: we were like we have no idea what we're gonna talk about this episode and now we've been talking i know for remember when hour? i was
1: like this is gonna be a short one and now we're yeah. pushing an hour
0: yep all right, we'll call it here, folks. We'll um, call it even. So tune in next week where we probably talk about Harry Potter, I guess. We're going um, but to, then after it's that, true. we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about Buffy again. Um, and I'm really excited about we'll season talk about, five. I've heard a lot of good you, things. Do you want to know? Do you want me to give you something to
1: look forward to? Do you want me to give you the, the 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 name of the first episode of season five? Yeah, give it give it to me. Buffy versus Dracula. Does she fight Dracula?
0: That's all you're getting from me. Alright. <laughs> Alright, everybody. Um, well, we'll talk to you soon. Um, until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Buffy underscore Speak, and you can follow our personal Twitters and get all of our contact information from there. Um, get you can send Beth any links numbers. to some... Uh, some critiques of the the first Slayer lore, mm-hmm. if you if you will, um, and you can send Beth anything you got on that. Any any fanfic, any musings. Thank you have. to Hope who told us how old her dad was. Oh yeah, thanks Hope. We really pre- Hope's dad is sixty four. Everybody, yeah, that's something we're to really celebrate. glad to hear it. Yeah, um, so <laughs> shout out to Hope and her sixty four year old father. That's excellent to hear. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, everybody.
1: All right, bye guys you <laughs>